Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard along with Trevor Sekimo, who is literally alongside me for this podcast. Normally you say like in spirit, yeah. right? Yes, but and this now, time it is literal. Now we get to now I get to like interrupt you, yeah. but instantly, right? Because right. normally there's a little bit of a delay because it's over Skype. So now yeah. I, I get the presence of interrupting you immediately. You can so. literally talk crap to my face. I can. Instead of just doing it behind the airwaves. Yeah, keyboard. Keyboard yeah. warrior. Like Keep, I normally exactly. am. But We've got a lot to talk about this week, and by the wh- way. Why are, why yes, are exactly. we together? <laughs> we should right? probably we should... explain that. Yeah. So we are uh, so together here. So I moved in here. with John. <laughs> yes. uh, Trevor in, moved I... up to the cold weather. Yeah, he's going to live with my wife and the baby and all of us. Yeah, yeah it's great. Just, yeah, just you know, kind of showed up, figure, yeah. you know, he's, he's got some hospitality. <laughs> People up north are nice. So, you know, I just relatively speaking. stayed in his basement. I yeah. assume you have a basement. I just assume everyone like no. north of D.C. has this well, thing called a yeah. basement. And I don't yeah. really know what it is. It's funny because my wife and I, as we're looking to move somewhere, potentially in the near future, we're looking at houses and we look down south and there's like, she's like, I really want a finished basement. And like, it's just not even a thing. Like, no, no absolutely even, not. It's not even a thing here. Nope. Uh, we don't have a basement though. So that's something that we okay. would want. All right. but well, I can't anyway, move in then. We digress. Trevor's not moving in. I'm actually at his place down in Tampa and we are here for the Shrine game. Cal Crabs, Joe Marino here as well. Uh, we'll be here for the Shrine game all week. We'll cover you uh, the practices all week and everything like that. And we'll give you guys reports and all that kind of cool stuff over at thedraftnetwork.com. And then uh, hang out here in the weekend, do a bunch of other work. We're going to get a bunch of scouting reports up and stuff for you guys. And then we'll drive over to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Uh, and we'll have all kinds of awesome coverage for the you there. Jam packed two weeks? Yeah. It is. You're getting real sick of me. I know. One of us might have a new co-host at the end of two weeks. I think we're more likely to get sick of Kyle or Joe because we do talk to each other still every single day. That is true. I guess it's kind of true with Kyle and Joe now with the Draft Network, but it's still different when you're on the podcast. This is very true. This is very true. We've got a lot to unpack. Playoff games happened. I don't even know. I mean, I won't spend a ton of time on it because we do want to talk Shrine prospects, but... You kind of like feel for the Eagles because Alshon Jeffrey's been so good there, and it felt like they were about to do it again. Yeah, and then he drops the ball, and it's just kind of right into the hands of Marshawn. Yeah, and that it, did suck. That yeah. sucked to watch. And like, obviously, he was super bummed about it. And you know, the Eagles are very much. We've talked about this before, like a momentum, emotional team. And you just felt like, okay, the Saints missed that field goal at the end, and you're like. Oh boy, yeah. here we go. This is Philly. This is right. vintage Philly. This is what they did last year. They're going to come down and they're going to end up winning this game by one point. Like right. the, the score is going to end 21 to 20. Um, and they're kind of moving the ball, not as well as I thought they were going to move the ball, but it any it sucks to lose a game like that. Right. It's one thing if hey, a defender made a good beat on a route, got a pick or mm. I almost said a fumble, but even a fumble would suck. But you know what I'm saying? It just yeah. sucks that somebody messing up in a way that the, they're they're really not supposed to, and that kind of blows it. For yeah, them. especially when it's not characteristic at all. That well, is, yeah, yeah, that's where that's where it gets heartbreaking. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm thrilled about the four teams we have in the final in terms of quality of matchup. One and two, one and two. Yeah. So you know, you can't ask for anything better. I and guess. Like as much as we talked about parity this year, and I still think that's absolutely true. But when it came to crunch time one one seeds one and two seeds one and like i give him credit like do i think there was a big difference so i think there could have been different results between those games like on a different day yes but like all those teams took the time they had to prepare and were ready for this game i felt like and i i thought that that was huge to me because it showed me okay well even though there is all this parody one seeds two seeds like these top teams that like have the best records throughout the regular season still able to get it done in that divisional round of the playoffs and it 
honestly, I mean, what, what more could you want in two matchups? Saints Rams in the regular season was amazing. Yeah. Chiefs Patriots was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to get two really good games and you're going to get a great Super Bowl. So, from that perspective, not a lot to complain about. I think it's uh, it, it was a terrific match. It's a tr- it's going to be a terrific matchup, and it'll be terrific matchups this weekend that bring us to the Super Bowl. Okay, we got to talk about the Shrine game, though. We do. Uh, yes. A lot of people don't pay as close attention to the Shrine game. We were kind of talking about this before we went on the pod a little bit, but like the Shrine game hasn't really like majorly publicized what they do a whole lot. Like the Senior Bowl, like the right. Senior Bowl is like pushed in front right. of you all the time and. I don't know. It's just funny. Like, uh, it doesn't really happen like that with the Shrine game, but I think it should. And I think maybe this year more than ever, it should. I don't know, convenient to say, because I'm down here for the first one and we have this a beautiful, amazing website that's going to have Shrine game covered in detail like never before. But, like, it honestly, is really good Shrine game rosters. Like, I feel like there's really good talent on these teams. I mean, there's always guys who no matter what no matter what the year you could look at a group and say okay maybe we like these guys better than these guys but there's there's somebody from the shrine game where either they get drafted or it's their rookie year they're showing out in the preseason something you go yeah there you are that was a shrine game standout guy people mm-hmm. talk about that but senior ball all the time and it is weird because the shrine game is what i would say like it's the second best all-star game right i mean senior ball is obviously yeah. the top tier but then this is the second best all-star game that there is. And, yeah. it's, just and not, it's an all-star game. Like, not a lot of people talk about it. Right. Um, and, I'm, and, you know, it's a really good way. And you and I have talked about this before. It's a really good, like, introduction to if you are not in draft season yet, this is the week that you get into it. This is the year you get prepared for it. You'll start seeing those measurement tweets out, you know, yeah. all those official measurement tweets and just things like that. Just to get followers. Right, you know, <laughs> I got to do what you got to do, you know. Amen. Um, it, we'll have that. You have clips of practices. You've got little coaching things here and there. You talk about liking guys. But it's a really good introduction. And there are, to your point, there are some guys both on the East and the West that I know – Maybe overall it's not as good as the Senior Bowl, but it's not supposed to be. There's still some guys that we're, we would call, I guess, our guys in the process. So, I don't know. Do you want to start yeah, talking I think about the roster a little bit? Even just looking at the East roster, you know, there's a bunch of wide receivers on this side I'm really excited to kind of see. But obviously DeMarcus Lodge, I mean, I think that he's the best player here, to You're be dude. honest. Yeah, You're he's, dude. He's my guy. I mean, I'm, I, I got to see him and I got to see the combine. Like, maybe I'm missing something, but I – I don't know how this dude is in at the Senior Bowl, and I think he's going to have a great week. Uh, and he gets to play with Jordan Tiamu, by the way, who I'll talk about in a second. But Terry Godwin's just a really good, solid receiver for Georgia. Kind of got lost in the shuffle there, was banged up to start this season. But he's just a good player. And then Ryan Davis, a good, good run-after-the-catch type of guy. Um, I don't know how polished he is all the way around, but has pretty good athleticism and uh, definitely has the ability to work in space and make things happen. So, I'm excited to see him. I think he's a day three guy that will get picked up. You and have like a chance Tiamu. To make a roster. Yeah, I love Tiamu, man. I, I mean, as a developmental guy, like, what more do you want? An athletic quarterback who works hard, he's a good leader. He's a deep ball. That's what I like about yeah. him. Yeah. I really do. Because, I mean, he's going to be a day three pick, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's for sure. we're, not, we're not really arguing that. Right. But when you watch Ole Miss, I know that you and I may have wanted them to run things a little bit differently with all yeah. those wide receiver and tight end weapons that they had. But Tamu looked like a guy who never really had any fear when it was like, hey, DK's going down the field. Mm-hmm. Lodge is going down the field. I'm throwing the ball. Like, right. hey, I'm going to trust my guys. And so when you're picking a guy on day three, you're not really looking to pick a guy who's limited in mm-hmm. that area especially. You're hoping you draft them and then the little parts of their game, maybe being more consistent with 
accuracy in the short term or coming up with little de- better decisions here and there, split-second decisions. But it's always really, really hard to teach that deep ball stuff, especially deep ball confidence. And I do think that Tiamo has that. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think all the quarterbacks here are really intriguing, to be honest. And I think that normally at the Senior Bowl, there's one or two quarterbacks you know aren't going to make an NFL roster. And I don't really know that I see that for sure this year. And at the Shrine game, I think, honestly, maybe all these guys have a shot at making a roster. Like, there's no great quarterback in this year's class. Definitely amongst the seniors, there's no great one. Yeah. But I also feel like there's a lot of parity. Like, I don't feel like there's a huge drop-off. You know how in the past, like, we had Tanner lead, and was like, what is this kid doing here? How did the, how did he end up here? Who did he pay? And, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there was Brandon Silvers listen, and Antonio listen, Pipkin. Listen, Tanner Lee had the second-best deep ball throw of Senior Bowl week last I remember week. you harping on that. The second best throw I saw. Baker had the first best one because <laughs> it was it was just a beautiful dime that I think that he had on, on day two of practice. But Tanner Lee, I remember he threw a ball so good that I was like, wow, good throw, Josh <laughs> Allen. Like I was like, that's going to be Josh Allen's best throw. And then somebody's like, yo, it's not Josh Allen. I'm like, oh, okay, well, draft this guy ahead of Josh Allen. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> It was so yeah. It, it's funny how those guys. Those just yeah. And then he, story, he also threw like fifteen picks. I love that story. You know, I forget who told hey, it. Gotta talk about what a guy can do, <laughs> not what he can't. I know. Look, you focusing on the positive. <laughs> now somebody told a story. I can't even remember who it is. I feel bad. I'm not gonna be able to give him credit. It's not my story. It's somebody else out there's story. But it was like Jer- they were sitting by Jerry Jones and the bleachers watching practice. Mm-hmm. And this Tanner last Leak, year? yeah. Was last year Tanner Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Tanner wasn't. Lee comes in for a couple of reps okay. at, at running team offense, okay. and Jerry's like, "Watch, here's the fifteenth pick of this kid's week." And sure enough, Tanner Lee drops back, throws a pick. Wow! And Jerry's like, "Told you." <laughs> Takes a puff. I'm pretty sure he took a puff of a cigar after he said it too. I'm almost certain that's in the story. I really. Hope I'm gonna so. have to look up this story. I'm I really almost certain so, that's actually. in the story. I don't think I'm making that up. All right, back to shrine defensively game, for the Shrine game yes. though. Uh to me, which rush are you looking at? East, I'm looking West, at East still. I'm still looking at East. Okay. This Saquon Hampton kid had an unbelievable game against Wisconsin, so I'm looking to see more of him. I think in this game. Okay. Uh, obviously, a lot of people thought Michael Jackson from Miami would be a. You know, I thought a lot of people thought he, he would will, be at Senior Bowl. He's going to have the most eyes on him, right? Yeah, because he, he had the most potential. Mm-hmm. He's got the body that you want out of a corner. You know, anytime he gets. It, it, and Michael Jackson's about 6'1", 205, 210. Anytime you start getting into like 6'2", 6'3", you can look at him and be like, oh, damn, like he's tall and long. But, right. you know, it's almost like the Hakeem Butler thing. Kyle and I were watching some Hakeem Butler a couple of days ago, and you just got to realize what he can and can't do well. When your body is that big, mm-hmm. it's just physically like it, it's the limitation that you have to be able to turn and be explosive and how fluid you can be with your hips and all that kinds of stuff and so six one two oh five still gives you that long tall corner feel but it's almost like the size exact size that you would want right. so he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of eyes on him even though he he did not have the he did not have the 2018 year that a lot of people right. thought that he would yeah he definitely did not i think at these games i'm always watching those one-on-ones wide receivers corners and in practices Seeing Derek Beatty and Rashad Fenton mm-hmm. and 
uh, Michael Jackson and Jimmy Moreland, even the James Madison kids, really intriguing to me. Seeing them go up, up against Godwin and Lodge and some of those other receivers, right. that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. But Mize are always on the D-line, O-line matchups. And I think this O-line could get worked a little bit. Malik Carney's got moves out of North Carolina. I'm excited to see St. him. St. Louis is on that East roster, right, from Miami? I believe that. It's going to be him and yes, Ivy that are going to be the tackles, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Greenidge from Villanova, I have not seen any of, is over there. And uh, this Oli, uh, Oli Udoa kid from Elon. I'm proud of you for giving that name a, a, just I think a try. I think I might have nailed it. I'm okay. not sure. We'll find out, I guess. We can ask but, uh, him. Yeah, we'll find, we'll I'll just, I'll just find clip this and just like say, hey, did this guy say your name right? Listen, he's like 6'8", 335 pounds, so he can literally crush me. So just keep that in mind when you're <laughs> ripping on me to him. But I think that, yeah, there, it's going to be good battles there. But, yeah, Malik Carney. And then I look at the rest of this group, and I think Michael Dogby has some pass rush moves. You guys Chris talk Slayton's about Dogby. Flashed. Okay. Ricky Walker's flash. Ricky Walker. And then my boy Matthew Betts, this Canadian kid. Oh, the Canadian kid. I tell kid. you what. He's got moves on top of moves, Trevor. I'm telling you. Helping your social media account oh, out, too. You know, goodness. you were repping for Canada last week. You know, you shout hard. out to the Canadian football fans because that article that I wrote about Matthew Betts mm-hmm. did numbers. Yeah. And I and that's just a sole testament because no, people in here didn't even know who he was. Like, no, no college football fan here knows who right. he is. Right. But that's just a testament to how many people. And I know so many people listen to us from there. And, and we get emails and stuff. Shout from out Canada, listen. man. And it's just awesome. Like anyway, that Y'all's all that national stuff. anthem is great. Yeah. Now you're good. Now you're Truth. great football fans. Right. You keep giving the Tampa Bay Lightning great hockey players. So I really appreciate Canada. Shout out. We're by the way, we're gonna have to talk a little hockey on this podcast. Okay. Our two teams might be the hottest two teams in the NHL again. Yeah. All right. When are we flipping to this West roster? I mean, we can flip the switch right now. Friend. Flip the switch. West roster right, offensively. Right, right. I already know who you're who you want to talk. One of the guys at least you want to talk who is about. It? But all right, I'm loading up the list now. Hold Listen, on. Hold I know on. who it is. Pause. We need like his his like elevator name transition rhymes or with Rick Rosette. Oh, Nick Rosette. <laughs> yes. The LSU running back, Nick Rosette. I do like Nick. Nick and, and I've I've explained this before on the podcast because I talked about him. I think uh what did I have him as as the when we did the super show? I don't know. I I, th- I can't remember if I had him as the best or the most approved, something, whatever. I just wanted to make sure I talked about him because right. this is a dude who was. He was a four-star running back. He was a really good running back coming out of high school. Had to sit behind Leonard Fournette. Had to sit behind Darius Geis. Finally got his chance this year. Got over 1,000 yards. He's not nearly as dynamic as Geis was. So, I mean, he's not that same kind of mold. But um, I did I did think that he was really steady. I thought he was an all-around back. And um, I'm really excited for, get, for him to get a, a continued chance at playing in an all-star game to, get up, to go up against some – Different kind of competition, get in front of some NFL coaches, because I do think that this kid's going to get drafted somewhere in day three um, and be a guy in camp who who, who coaches yep. might like. Yeah, if he catches the ball well, especially runs routes, protects, you know, I think those are going to be the big things for him. Uh, show that you can be a dynamic player. Uh, and then for these other guys, Keyshawn Johnson coming from Fresno, you know, I just think that, man, if he can put up some really good reps in these in these practices – I think he could be a guy the senior bowl looks at if somebody gets banged up or drops out or something like that as a potential bump up guy. Um, so we'll see how that unfolds with him. We've had that happen in the past. Remember, Deshaun Hamilton ended up getting bumped up and mm-hmm. then had one of the best weeks of anybody at the senior bowl. You Yo, know? Okay, they do have this Brody Oliver cut yeah, guy. Yeah, this is your boy. They have him. From uh, Colorado of mine. Okay, so all right, I'm going to try to remember. Tell us this. the Brody Oliver story. So. Here. Last Super Show, if you guys didn't listen, we, we brought up like best prospect – and then, like, a sleeper prospect from, I think, the East-West. Myself, Joe, uh, John, and Kyle went through 
a bunch of these guys. And Kyle actually, actually, he was he was in charge of the podcast. He accidentally skipped me on the sleeper for the West, but I was glad that he did because I was about to say Brody Oliver, and then as we were doing the show, I'm like looking up the list, and I don't see him anywhere. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. So now I see his name here, but I did all this research on him. Um, 6'3 wide receiver. uh, He's from Colorado School of Mines. I believe they're the or. By the way, I thought you said School of Mines. When you were first talking to me about him, like your mind, like where you think, and I was like, "Is this guy like from some like crazy School institution?" It sounds yeah. like one of like, like the wizardry. The, or yeah, something, it sounds like you know? something like in Harry Potter. Yeah, or something. I don't like, maybe it, I don't think it but, is, but, but it's minds as in M I N E S. Right, it might like, have been what mimes would have been better wow. too. You know, memes. Colorado School, I mean, School, School of Memes. memes. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'd, I'd be you He'd be 101 on one your point, board. You know, so. <laughs> but anyway, so this kid's six foot three. I think he's like 220, 215, something like that. He had a 1,600-yard season two years ago, um, had a 1,000-yard season this year while only playing in eight games. I think he had 19 touchdowns, uh, led all of Division two. And when I just watched his tape, I, I wasn't able to get a lot, obviously, because Colorado School of Mines. But he's got some highlight reels, and you can see some of the things that he does well, and I'll say this guy hand catches really well, uses full frame, extends for catches, doesn't let him come into his body. So he really, you see him on a couple of these plays, really mossing these little little DBs that are playing in D two. And so I'm just excited to see him go up against uh, much better competition. You hope uh, here in here in St. Pete. So yeah. him, Azigbo uh, is, is is Kyle's guy, who I'm yes. kind of really intrigued by now. And then you know what? I'm gonna say it. Say it. I'm gonna say it, John. Say it. Do it. I'm excited to see Easton Stick. Oh, I really am. Boy. I'm excited to see Easton Stick because I want to see what he is like, and I'm not that high on him anyways. Yeah. But I want to see what he is like outside of that uh, comfort zone that he's had. So well, we've asked around a little bit, and uh, you know everybody's complaining. Why isn't Easton Stick there? We've asked around a little bit at the and- Senior Bowl. Me, you mean. Yes. Like what you like. Yes. Because people are asking shrine, why. Right, people right, are like, right, right. why? People hey, why, isn't, why he, isn't it a senior bowl? Yeah. Um, we've asked around a little bit, and uh, it does not sound like the NFL is too high on Easton Stick. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean they, they don't are think not he's, high on him at all. They don't think he's Carson Wentz 2.0, <laughs> they folks. They definitely do not. Let's just leave it at that. But he has a chance to have a big week, right. show him up, do some really good things. And. Oh, he's not the only quarterback. Brett Ripien. They obviously yep. don't like him that uh, yeah, much. Yeah, Kyle's guy. Kyle Kyle's loves QB3, him. I think, I think right he's now, all right you know? too. You know, yep. I mean, so uh, you know, I think that both those guys are people. Are, a lot of people wanted to see both of them at the Senior Bowl. Think they're better than half or more of the Senior Bowl quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's a big chance. You know, can those guys? Will those guys show up? Those analysts right or wrong? And will they improve their stock more than anything? I think it's a big thing. Um, defense. Yeah. Who's defense. you guys on D? Uh, hmm. I got my guy. I know your guy. Blaze Brown's my dude. Cornerback yeah, from Brown. Troy. I've written about him a couple of times. Yeah, uh, you just wrote I- an article about him. Yeah, got ideal size man. He's got a nice mentality. He he's a former wide receiver. Switched wide receiver when he was in high school. Played wide receiver for the first year when he was at Troy. Ended up having to walk on at Troy. Then he flipped over to cornerback. Had six interceptions his first year starting. Five the next year. Only had one this year, but they really didn't throw it to him a lot this year because hey, the guy had. <laughs> Uh, 11 interceptions over the last two years, so they were kind of avoiding him a little bit, but has forced fumbles as well. Not afraid to get physical. Um, pretty smart. He's, he's that cover three kind of outside corner, and so 
those types of corners are definitely the ones that I would prioritize if I'm an NFL head coach because it allows you to play a more aggressive style of defense. It allows you to put a guy more on an island, more in main coverage, get more aggressive with blitzes because you get to count on him a little bit more. And so I'm I'm very interested to see how he does against some of these other wide receivers. Absolutely. And I think you know, even the linebackers, Drew Lewis, this great athlete with great size, but is he going to put it all together? And I think that's the big question. But he's a type of player – that has really got on NFL teams' radars with good coverage reps and things like that. Teams see a moldable guy, and they want to build it the rest of the way. Our Ben Solak has raved about Cody Barton, so I'm excited to see him uh, up close, see what he offers. I think uh, Montreux Hardage has stood out to me every time I've watched Northwestern as a sleeper corner type. Uh, ben also raves about Evan Worthington, the safety for Colorado. If he can get more consistency, 6'2", 210, and he says mm-hmm. – can move a little and Kennel, bit. And so. Kennel and Dakota are on this roster too. I, yeah. You know, they're, they are. They're, Kennel is a dude who I thought was looked really athletic in his tape two years ago. And then this year, just I thought he looked lost. Mm. Um, just did yeah, not take that step forward in coverage. But he looked like an athletic dude, an aggressive safety. And so anytime, you know, you've got a mentality like that, you think maybe the other parts of it might be able to be coachable. So he's interesting to me. And then Dakota Dixon's a guy who has a really good story coming out of Wisconsin. He's a guy who's been so steady for them on the back end. He's not super athletic, not super dynamic. He's not a guy that you're going to be able to play in that single high role, but he is. He can play box safety. He can help out, and he's good in run support. And so I think this will be a good week for him. Hopefully he gets a lot of tests and coverage this week too. My guy, Dalen Mack, man. York, hold on. Nope. Hold No, 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 You let him fall by the wayside because you thought there was nothing left there. Like everybody else in America, you turn your back on the former five-star recruit. Those, the people people who listened to us two years ago. Yep. Um... When we first started out. When we first were starting out. The first summer after, yeah, we did our first draft, and then the summer after that, you were all about Dale. We were going through our preseason scouting, and we were given our top fives for each position going into the season. It was going into Dale Max Jr. And Mac was a guy who was like, man, four or five-star guy, has great get-off for a guy who plays like almost that that zero nose tech kind Mm -hmm. of area. It wasn't even really playing three tech. I was like, that is some... That's some interesting potential there. Anytime you've got that kind of explosiveness and first step when you're playing a position that really is much more of these bigger, sloppier guys oftentimes who anchor, that's about all they do. Dalen Mack was built a little bit different, and I could see that right away. And then just, man, junior year was brutal. Um, I thought he looked unbalanced a lot. He could not anchor. He was on the ground a ton. Oh, and he just, he looked terrible. And then you, all right, so talk to me. Now you've watched him his senior year. Now that's the year after. Yes, and you think he looks pretty good? This past year, I noticed it live. I was like, man, Dale Max definitely improved. I was like, the question is how much. The production showed that he did at the end of the year. Ten tackles for loss, five and a half sacks compared to one sack the year before and one and a half the year before that and zero as a freshman. So the numbers were there that you wanted to see from him. But when I watched the tape, the consistency was what surprised me. I, I looked at my summer notes from him from his junior year, and I two things stood out. I said, Dude doesn't know how to use his hands at all. Sometimes he forgets they're attached to his body. And I said he's on the ground all the time. I don't think either of those things were true at all this season, Trevor. Like, I watched almost – I watched half his games this season. I watched LSU. I watched Clemson. I watched Alabama. He destroyed Ole Miss. I mean, he was really, really good. LSU, he was dominant. I mean, he was good in all those games. He's not going to be a great pass rusher, I don't think. But 
He is the rare type of run defender who's explosive enough. Right, right. To, I mean, his first step is one of the best in the class. Best Thank in the you. class. No it's, question. It's nope. gorgeous. And, and I saw, and that, and me seeing that two years ago means that, like, this is natural. Ability. Right. Oh, it's natural. Like, yep. this is what the that You understand now mm-hmm. why this guy was a five-star. Because you saw that in his sophomore tape. Yes. In my notes on his junior year from the summer, the biggest positive, really the only one of the only positives at that point, was this guy's first step is unbelievable. But I wrote it's got to like, be ah. something else. Right. It's got to mean something. It's yeah. got to go towards something. Right. And it never did his junior um, t- year. In, I, so I looked up interviews, and I said, what's Dalen Mack said about it? He has to realize that he's talking all about – the new coaching staff with Jim Baha, they believed in him and the coaches before he didn't feel him and, and how he feels like he just felt like a new man this season. Nobody even had to say anything. They just said, you're starting, you're the guy and that confidence that that brought him. It said where in the past, he had only started one game going into a senior. I didn't realize that he no, was in the rotation. Yes. The whole, the whole time. Cause, right. it, Cause before he was younger, um, and he wasn't getting in time, and then his junior, he just wasn't good. Right. So yeah. they started moving him out. So that's that's he's, really good. He still comes out in sub packages. He's not like used heavily as a pass rusher, but he put. You know what? He's got a little. He's got a little club move. He's powerful. He can convert speed to power. Look at Dalen. He can shoot gaps. I'm telling you, cool. This guy. He's going to be a mid round pick, but he's the guy to watch to me at the starting game this week. I think he's going. To have a dominant both week. of our defensive guys are West guys. Okay, all right. Maybe maybe we're West team truthers. We'll have to see how West Coast. West Coast. Two There's your little up. look at the Shrine game, though, folks. Uh, I think we gave you a pretty good rundown, and we'll have more thoughts. We'll have thoughts uh, on today's practices. Uh, we'll have thoughts on that um, as the week kind of unfolds. We'll have universal thoughts. We'll also get some senior bowl preview stuff too. We don't want to leave you hanging on that stuff because we know you're looking for content there as well. So we've got a lot of good stuff to get to. If you're if you're just getting into the podcast again after being away uh, throughout the season and you're like, oh man, John and Trevor, what are they up to? Catch back up. This is the week to plug in. Tell your friends, tell anybody you know that's invested in the draft. We're about to do this thing big. Shrine Week, Senior Bowl, get y'all prepped up for Combine. We're going to have a fun year. We've got lots to dissect and including Today being the last day for underclassmen to declare. Still waiting on T.J. Hawkinson. Kyler Murray's in a big dispute with the A's. Could end up declaring for the draft. Really some unprecedented territory there. Devin White we're still waiting on. So lots of fun stuff still to come on the podcast. So until next time, keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.